0: listeners, Dean and Daniel here. It's been a rough week for me. Ever since I forgot to thank the patrons in the previous episode, my hosts have stopped feeding me dice. So thank you to Mario, Hedwig, Matt, Satin Rabbit, and Jamie for your support. Please keep listening. And maybe I will be fed dice once more. I need to live. Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, or podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil.
1: And I'm Paper. And as this is our 20th episode, we're following up our We Watched the D&D movie. By watching the second DD movie, Wrath of the Dragon God, which is which is a TV movie containing only one character from
0: the original movie. It's not very good. No, it's It does do very well capturing the feel of being in an RPG camp DD campaign that you don't want to be in and don't really like any of the other players in. It is set a hundred years after, so every other character is dead. So I hope you didn't get invested to any of them, but let's be honest, you probably didn't.
1: I mean, the only character I cared about in the first one did canonically die. And then they kind of set up like they were going to do a sequel where they bring him back to life. And then they did this instead.
0: Mm. But yeah. But yeah, it does capture very well the feeling of being in a poorly planned D&D campaign with people you don't really like, but isn't quite bad enough that you actively leave.
1: Yeah, it's my favourite part though of bringing Damodar back is he was the sort of head henchman in the first one, who I think we just called the blue-lipped guy. In this one, he's not wearing his lovely blue lipstick. He's just a normal-looking guy.
0: It is. Yeah, I don't quite know why they got rid of that because it's like his only distinguishing characteristic. Now he, like, so he's back. Uh, He's undead now, and he. So there's a scene. He's
1: undead.
0: Oh, he's he not undead. spent
1: hundred years as, like, trapped in undead pain as a curse, which drove him insane, but now he's not in undead pain anymore. He's he's just back back. Mm. But, yeah, like the we, but now he's cross.
0: We cut the scenes of him, like, doing his plans. And they're all really fucking weird. Like, there's a scene where they just pour blood in his spine through a funnel. And there's a scene where he's getting, like, a foot massage from a goblin in BDSM gear.
1: Yes, it's, just...
0: it's a good film. He <laughs> just, just occasionally cuts to him doing whatever the fuck it is. He's, you neither of these things are ever followed up. Like, it's never specified...
1: Exposition, like, I'm still unclear of what his actual long-term goal was.
0: Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, it was... He was trying to get revenge on the nation that, like, turned... Except they didn't turn him into a non-dead. Someone else did
1: that. No, a specific guy who was very much killed by dragons. Yeah. While he was there. Like, you know this guy's dead. And that no one likes
0: him. General revenge, just as a concept, but yeah, so he was he was not the most three-dimensional villain. It was never brought up why he was having blood poured in his spine?
1: No, I think it's meant to be just sort of general dark magics probably, yeah, he,
0: but yeah, because he's not a vampire and he's not like he doesn't do blood magic or anything. It's just it's just a thing he does sometimes.
1: It's it's just this thing. Everyone mm. everyone has a thing.
0: But the, was other, a slightly... the
1: other main three characters, though, Lord Lord Beric and his wife Melora, and also the random old guy. Mm. They all looked like the casting director wanted th- like very specific people, but couldn't get them. They looked really eerily similar to. Ian McDiarmid, James McAvoy, and Amelia Clarke. Except they definitely weren't any of those people. And it really freaked me out because I kept <laughs> sitting there like, "Where do I know them from?" And yeah. turns out I know, I knew them from being other people.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you. So yeah, you. The main character is a generic lord of this fantasy place. Um, Yeah, that's the one. Has a very gay interaction with his head of, like, head of the guard. Like, there's the line, would you like to come to my room and joust with quills?
1: Except there's a really long pause before the word quills.
0: Go to my room and joust with quills. Uh, So they're they're banging. Um,
1: Yeah. Well, you know, his wife's too busy trying to multi-class.
0: Yeah, his wife's main motivation is that she's a wizard and she wants to take a level in cleric, essentially. Like, she wants to know how to do our divine magic.
1: Because that would make her more politically powerful than being the lord's wife, apparently.
0: But yeah, like, it's it's one of those things that's slightly weird in D&D terms, because it does end with her taking a level of cleric and then, you know, saving the day. But yeah, her motivation is she wants to multiclass.
1: And through trying to multiclass, she becomes cursed. So the the plot of the thing is less about Damodar and more about dealing with whatever has cursed her for daring to try and multiclass.
0: <laughs> but yeah. They collect, so they collect their, like, they collect four adventurers with no real pretext other than we're in a D&D movie, we need to collect four adventurers.
1: Yes, the first half an hour is Damodar being weird, and, okay, so we need a barbarian, a cleric, a wizard, and a rogue. The one creative part of the party gathering, I think, is that the barbarian's a woman, ooh,
0: but yeah, otherwise it's just it has no
1: personality.
0: Like, yeah, there was there's an elf wizard, because of course there's an elf wizard. And it's almost impressive it's how much she... the whole time. Yeah. It's almost impressive how much he refuses to get a personality. Like she just refuses to do anything that distinguishes her in any way from every other elven wizard.
1: Yeah, if you've ever played in a campaign and there's one person that is just determined to be an aloof asshole, despite it being a collaborative game, that's Ormeline. Mm. We like, have I a name for it now.
0: I think that's gen- I think it's generally like a good halfway through the movie before she actually says something other than a spell.
1: I think so. Saying about Ormeline though, can we talk about the names for a second? Like, I get that these names are are largely from, like, canon third edition stuff. Mm. But you can't just call your magical fantasy place Inverness. That's a place. That's an actual place already. And you also can't call a place Kirtle, because that's just a fucking skirt. The Goblins of Kirtle, or the Skirt Goblins... I have problems with
0: this. Like, luckily, I don't have these films because I forgot every single name the instant after they said them. To be fair, the rogue is only referred to as rogue for the entire movie, except for like once or twice. No, his name
1: is Nim. Ah. Yes, the party are called Lux, Dorian, Ormeline, and Nim.
0: <laughs> but yeah, there is the world's most generic wizard. The yes. world's most generic cleric, who dies before he develops a, per- he has one co- one like monologue on faith and dies. Um, yeah,
1: the film is very pro-religion. Yeah, like just There's... religion in general.
0: But yeah, the only way to defeat dragons is by faith, which isn't—it's certainly immoral. Yeah, there's um yeah, there's the barbarian who is, as mentioned, a woman and she has some tragic backstory relating to her brother murdered a bunch of people.
1: It well, doesn't really a, come
0: up. Yeah, like someone says dramatically you're you're not like your brother, which would possibly be more like resonant if she'd given any indication that she was. Um and there's the rogue who's the biggest asshole on the planet yeah just, just
1: to, like, I think doesn't really have a grasp of the scale of what's happening
0: mm. because
1: at one point there is the four of them are they're trying to solve a puzzle in the woods and this literal army shows up and she declares that they are bandits and they need to fight them <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. What is happening is that the lipstick man, no longer having lipstick, has found an evil orb that summons a plague dragon, and is going to use it to kill everyone.
1: The plague dragon is legitimately cool. Yeah. Like there's a, there's right. a lich called Clax and everything, with two X's.
0: Clax um, is my favourite character.
1: Clax is the sh- only good actor. <laughs>
0: He just shows, like, his little thing is he shows up. So, yeah, he's trying to own Drag to kill everything. And Clack shows up like, Hey, I hear you're doing evil bullshit. I like evil bullshit. I would like to get involved in this evil bullshit. That's his entire motivation. Is just he knows evil is happening and he wants to be included. And then at the end, when things, like, um, start turning against the villains, he just does essentially you've been punked, I wasn't part of this at all, turns into a gargoyle and flies away. He has no backstory or personality and I love him.
1: Yeah. I think it says a lot about the film that both of our favourite characters, who, as I said, is also the only person who can act in this whole film. Mm. Basically, Shows up for shits and giggles, and then when things start to go wrong, just flies away.
0: But yes, anyway, so they have to collect, They have to get the orb off the evil man. Um, they find the four other members of the party. I genuinely couldn't tell you where they know them from, or how they know them, or why they agreed to join the quest.
1: I think they're just sort of generally well-known people.
0: But yeah, like, like there's no... according
1: to Gary Gygax, they're they're level seven characters. So I guess they're just sort of known.
0: But yeah, like there's no there's no scene of us them like actually being hired or persuaded to join. They just they're just on the they're just mentioned they're on the team. Um so yeah, they go off to find There's a, a scribe.
1: while they're recruiting as well. Like a weird, yeah. very noticeable amount. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's, like they, it's like they were rewriting the film in the editing. It's very weird. Like they realised they hadn't put in enough exposition, so they recorded a load of ADR, and then there still wasn't enough ex- exposition.
0: There was a lot of exposition.
1: There was but a yeah. lot, but not enough to actually know what was going on.
0: Yeah, there's still like a load of things. Like, at one point, one of the characters turns out to be a secret gargoyle, which is my favourite plot twist. I go to clean everything I've I ever think written. He's a
1: secret gargoyle. I think he's a shapeshifter because he shapeshifts into the cleric at one point. Mm. Like, yeah. I appreciate his choice to become a gargoyle in order to peace out. But I, I think he's, he's just a lich who shapeshifts. Fair.
0: But still, I just love a scene where someone dramatically pulls off their disguise, reveals they're a gargoyle, laughs and flies away. It's my favourite dramatic reveal.
1: If I could draw, I would be drawing fan art of that scene right now. Mm. Just
0: yeah, uh, yeah, for an actual idea, if you like need a dramatic reveal in your campaign, just have your just have any character just be like, Haha, I was a gargoyle this whole time, take off their mask and fly out of the game. <laughs> uh yeah. So yeah, they need to go find a scrien thing to find out where Big Bad is. Uh and at the same time, the cussed wife is trying to unlock a buck of elemental power.
1: Which she she realizes that there's something important going on. Because there's a very minor typo
0: Yeah, she sets the book on fire Because the spell, the pages are listed um, I think it was 363 three and 365 Page
1: 893 is, is missing
0: Yeah Which is um, definitely
1: not just a mistake Because these pages were fucking hand numbered
0: Yeah, and she sets it on fire It says fire reveals everything And it turns out that that does lead you to the clue but just, it would be hilarious if she just burned the book and it's just, yeah, they miscounted.
1: Congrats, you just destroyed someone's life's
0: work. <laughs> yeah, she needs to burn the book to show that she has faith in the book. Because that's how books work. As mentioned, this is a weirdly pro-religious movie for a and d campaign. Yeah, they're trying to, yeah, there's another villain who's trying to get down called Malachar who's like a dead villain but they're trying to find the magical thing he had.
1: I honestly just... couldn't work out what his purpose was except it just MacGuffin have
0: Yeah, he he figures he, he buried his MacGuffin in a tomb. Uh, he, like the only thing we have of what he did is he used scrying to find virgins uh, on their wedding day, teleporting to their room and stabbed them. Which,
1: Which then, is a very minor thing it, Like it has no bearing on the plot It's just a
0: thing it about has, him It has no bearing on the plot It's also just such a specifically Asshole thing to do Like it's just such a specific Kind of evil that you get known
1: for Didn't he also Make the password to his lair his boss's Name
0: Yeah the password to his lair was his boss's name Um Yeah so that's that's all this it's guy did. An this actual teleport- demon Yeah but all he did was teleport around and stab virgins, and that's what he's still known for, like, a hundred years after his death. He's a strange man.
1: Yeah. But, you know, he knew what he was about. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, um... We should probably cut out this da 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 The
1: thing is... So... Part of the sort of critical response was it was more like an actual D&D campaign than the first one. Mm. Which it is, but we also barely spend any time actually with the party. It's mostly just things happening around them. Yeah. Like, if it is a campaign, it's one with a lot of cutscenes.
0: Yeah, like the players... Yeah, like, I think the fundamental problem is none of the party members... As mentioned, none of really... Don't the party members yeah. have a personality?
1: Even Lord Beric, who's supposedly the protagonist yeah. and is also the leader of the party, like his entire personality is, well, gotta save my stupid wife.
0: He's just... He's very generically protagonist. He is g- good in a generically wholesome, good way.
1: He's a good person, he's not a good character.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he's the protagonist and that's his thing. That's his entire thing.
1: You half expect him to start just, like, standing dramatically in places like Gallivant. But, of course, Gallivant is a character with a
0: personality. Yeah, it sort of feels almost like a parody of a D&D campaign but, like, Played seriously?
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, so they go Oh, so there's a scene at the start. Sorry, I just remembered this scene. Where this town is um is full of poison gas. And I try to figure out what causes it. And the guy just walks over, wipes some mud off a rock, and the rock turns out to have been a dragon this whole time. There's just there's just been a muddy dragon in this village that's been killing everyone, and they've just been assuming it was a rock.
1: Which, which I'm which... 100% sure we've done an idea on this podcast very similar to
0: that. Yeah, it's just. It just wipes it off, and there's just an idea. It's like, yep, yeah, this this isn't a rock. It's just been breathing poison gas in the tower, and everyone's just been thinking rock, rocks don't do that.
1: With monsters as well. There was the Magmins, which are basically just little lava babies.
0: They're very adorable,
1: I feel They're very cute, and they're a very interesting creature. I'm unclear why they were there.
0: Yeah, like, there was a lot... Like, it had a lot of random encounters, essentially. Which, again, is true to the story, uh, true to the game but doesn't exactly make a good story cuz there's a lot of scenes where just some random evil bullshit will show up and then they fight it for a bit and then they just leave
1: yeah and you kind of you assume that it's connected in some way but it couldn't tell you how like
0: well, yeah, yeah.
1: The- It's some sort of elemental threat, so there's lava babies. Hmm.
0: Yeah, they mentioned that, like, the army that was mentioned earlier attacked them was sent by the big bad, but I don't think, like, like, a lot of things never come up again.
1: Yeah, the magmins are just there. Sometimes there's just lava babies, and you have to deal with that.
0: Hmm. Like it sort of it sort of provides a living, breathing world in the sense of there's clearly a lot of things that the main characters have absolutely no interest in that were presumably tied together, but we're not going to learn what they are because the main characters aren't going to do that.
1: It isn't relevant to Harry's journey.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I feel there would be a lot of lore if anyone was interested in explaining why there's a lava baby
1: now. But to be fair, there is a lot of lore, and it's the D and D third edition content.
0: <laughs> but Yeah. So yeah, the guy. Yeah, they scry. They they get their way through the puzzle. The puzzle is like I think the puzzles are just a legitimately cool puzzle. Like the yeah, there's a I mirror. like the puzzle.
1: Even there's if the, an- the answer is. Yeah, the guy's boss
0: guess it's using password as password. And yeah, there's another one inside where there's a mirror and the mirror like reflects the path across a bunch of lasers. Um they killed it they killed the um wizard's familiar. That's about as close as she gets to like any kind of characterization. But yeah, they spread yeah. a
1: I just I didn't care about any of the deaths. I and mean, no, cared less and less as the film went on because the body count was remarkable.
0: Yeah, like for such a kind of straightforward fancy bomb, a lot of people straight up fucking die. Like a lot of main characters just straight up die casually. But yeah. So yeah, they get, they get the orb and take it back and give it to the head wizard who, as mentioned, pulls off his disguise, dramatically reveals himself to be a gargoyle and flies away. Which, like looking, looking back, I think it, it is sort of hinted that, like yeah, he's killed earlier on at a place of gargoyle. But I initially did assume he'd just been a gargoyle this whole time. And I kind of want to believe that was the case.
1: And but to yeah. be fair, he might be a gargoyle that shapeshifted into a lich. We have yeah. no. If we just look at the film, there is no textual evidence that lich is actually his true form.
0: Mm. But yeah, so the guy, sort of, sort of lipstick man, finally like summons the plague dragon. That goes well for him. The play dragon agrees to like give him a big throne and what have you. Then it starts leveling the town, and then the main character's wife learns through the power of faith to multiclass. there's a long monologue on him like at the start the cleric says ah there's something more important than swords and spells for fighting evil and
1: And they use their cleric powers for fighting people
0: yeah and it turns out that's faith which is continuity is spells for fighting people they they like ask so they then go to track down the evil wizard and They essentially just ask him to lift the curse and he says okay, sure
1: Yeah, that's... if
0: it was that but... easy... But I don't mean really like... He doesn't really need any convincing Like the final scene is just him in a prison cell looking sad
1: There's just a lot of things I don't understand
0: so I'm just uh, da, 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 da. Also I'm looking at Quotes I read down from the movie Which include Ishmael is at risk so risks We must take um, Blessed are the works of Nature smashes the shit out of a Tree with a hammer and, uh, Oh yeah You'll never stop me. Wrong. That's the dramatic one-liner.
1: It's very Gandalf, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: So sort of, I, I prefer the... white.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Like, I th-
1: actually liked that because just just being that glib at a big dramatic <laughs> villain is beautiful.
0: Yeah, the villain sort of really overacts and really underacts at the same time. Yeah, like it's, kind of, to...
1: it's the theatrical equivalent of seeing the loud part quiet.
0: Yeah, it's sort of simultaneously very monotonous and incredibly, like, over the top. Also, um, unfortunately, I've never been able to control my urges, even as a dead man. It's just just weird flex. Like so I don't know if it was just me and I'm just weird. But a lot of the dialogue seemed to be weirdly innuendo-y. They kept using the word penetrate. And just I want to Jewel you with my joust you with my quills in my bedroom, and I can't control my urges, and it's just—I know you don't react, so it. it's possible I am just weird. I—I
1: I don't think there is a good explanation for a large part of the dialogue.
0: Yeah. And as mentioned, the main big bad is getting constant foot massages from a BDSM goblin. I don't think he's ever established who his goblin boyfriend is. Like, whether that's, like, a minion or an ally or just there.
1: It's it's a symbiotic relationship He likes getting foot massages The goblin likes giving foot massages Yeah They're just hanging just... out, doing the thing Yeah, like
0: Yeah, I'm pretty certain those two are dating So I guess good for him uh, The goblin guy dies, I think
1: Probably There's a lot of unclear fates
0: Lots of people have things happen to them. Like, the Elven Wizard gets her arm, like, torn off, and it took me, like, checking the Jeefy Tropes page to realise that's what happened.
1: Wow. Yeah, I entirely missed that.
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, when when she teleports to Big Bad, she gets her arm stuck in a wall, and that's why she's screaming and not helping out. But, like...
1: Okay, I thought she was
0: just shit. Yeah, I initially thought it was just she just didn't want to like be there,
1: which is valid. Mm. I wouldn't want to be there either. Like she was just hanging out on My- mystical elf island. I think I think she and was just summoned to join
0: this quest. Hmm. But yeah, like because okay, so at the start we do like a monologue of all of the characters and what they're doing. And, you know, the barbarian's beating someone up. Uh, the cleric is stopping people, like, desecrating the church. Uh, the thief is, like, tricking two other thieves into dying so he can steal treasure. And the elf is just on a boat? See,
1: I She's I not... did interpret that as travelling over from mystical elf islands.
0: Possibly, but still, it doesn't exactly <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> It doesn't contribute. It doesn't help with the whole. She has no personality. thing. Yeah, it doesn't
0: exactly you know express because you've expressed their characters, even if it's you not know, a very cliched character. With her, she she owns a boat. That's her thing.
1: She doesn't even own it. We don't know that she owns it. She's just on <laughs> she it. Has,
0: at least once she has in her at life, some
1: point <laughs> travelled over water.
0: Yeah, at least once in her life she's been on a boat, and that is genuinely the most you could say about her character. That's the biggest defined characteristic she has.
1: She does wear crop tops when it's misty out, which is just a mistake. You're gonna get all the water in your belly button. Put on a jacket. Maybe
0: that's why she started screaming and, like, not joining (laughs) in the fight. It's
1: belly button (laughs) mould.
0: I hope you all enjoy, like, the phrase belly button mould. Follow our Subscribe to our Patreon for more uses of the phrase belly button mold. Belly button mold. But yeah, so like, I think the fundamental, its not even like so bad it's good, so much as just so bad it's good. terrible. It just does sort of feel like hanging out with a bunch of people you don't know and pretending to be like what you know when you're doing an RPG campaign and you just can't get into the character's headspace and it's just you sitting there pretending to be a wizard and you're sort of acutely aware of like of that It sort of is like a full movie of that yeah no I one feel like in...
1: There's an alignment chart and one axis is technically good to technically bad and the other axis is enjoyable to watch and not enjoyable to watch this is just, like, pretty central, honestly. Like, there's some, you know, there's some pretty good CG, but there's also a lot of ADR and bad acting. And, like, you can kind of almost get into it in places, but then it kind mm. of pulls back. It's cinematic yeah, it's it had... edging.
0: <sighs> that marks, like, the second very good phrase on this our podcast.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> for, a 20th, for a 20th anniversary, we're going to say the phrase cinematic edging.
1: Like anniversary?
0: Not anniversary. For a 20th anniversary, which <laughs> is about as long... Since I was five. be fair, that's about as long as 2020 has felt at this point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so... Basically, if you want to see a bunch of, if you want to see that bad campaign you made as a thirteen-year-old made into a full-length movie,
1: starring people who look almost like people you've heard of,
0: then this is the film for you. Um,
1: yeah, oh, yeah, I think that's that's our review of Wrath of the Dragon God.
0: I just watched the first one, which is at least a lot more enjoyable to watch. Unless you're really committed to seeing a very boring episode. I
1: think the first one has Tom Baker in it, which is something. But yeah, if you want to support our terrible film habit um, and get bonus episodes where we do things other than answering questions and talk about bad films... You can go to um, patreon.com slash probably bad ideas.
0: Despite earlier claims, don't worry we will not say the phrase belly button mould
1: Except just once more Belly button mould Should I say the other one as well, just for a nice clean take of it in case anyone wants to use it? Yeah Cinematic edging
0: you want to include those in your podcast i guess we can't legally stop you
1: i mean technically we could but i hereby give verbal permission
0: you can put as much belly button moles in your rpgs as you want yes thank you thank you for listening i'm sorry about the direction this took i'm not